It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This episode is a W2Mnet.com presentation. Visit W2Mnet.com for all other podcasts, as well as articles and reviews for everything from wrestling, sports, video games, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? And once again, we are live. This is MMA to the Max, episode number 38. I am your host, as always, the exhilarating, scintillating, always superbly, sextastically awesome Robert Taylor. <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside what the, Joe. <laughs> what the fuck kind of introduction was that? Seriously. Was, I'm feeling good about myself. It's a good night. I'm feeling good. Why? You haven't seen a mirror in a couple days since you're on vacation? You forgot what you look like? God, I can still hear what you sound like, and it is not up to par, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, we are joined by a special guest tonight, the one, the only, from the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast, basically the godfather of the uh, underground podcast scene, as some of us have uh, referred to it, and by some of us, I mean me, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blake Stevenson, a.k.a. Money Blakeweather. How are you doing, Blake? And thank you for showing up. Dude, thank you for having me. I don't need to brag about myself. I'll let the ladies do that for me. But um, it's so great to be on the show. Everybody out there, again, I have the best hair in the podcast game. So everybody out there who's a fan, y'all very welcome. And uh, Robert, thank you so much, man. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I've been gone from the uh, podcast scene for, for quite a while. And uh, I'm going to give you lots of daps and praise for um, just messaging me on the low, keeping me keeping me positive uh, and, and supporting me. And uh and, and finally having me back, man, as I'm kind of making my comeback tour, man. So all, all the praise to you. Thank you so much, man. Hey, no, the honor's mine, man. Uh, like I said, glad hey, to have if you. it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be no uh, video for MMA to the max. I mean, that, that's, 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 <laughs> that's just the, the truth right there, man. You're yeah, the one, you're the so one that helped the... me out with this OBS stuff and getting this going. So, I mean. Thank, thank Blake or <laughs> curse him, depending on what you yeah, you'd like yeah, what you see or yeah, not. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's not praise. <laughs> uh, I love I it, I love it. I don't know, man. My hard hat hair today is rivaling yours just a little bit. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying here. Uh, mine's got natural volume. I don't need to put nothing in if I don't need to. But uh, <laughs> I just got bad. This is this is me from the gym too. That's what I'm saying. It's just you know, look so so uh as the ladies and want to reply to it. So, uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to talk some MMA or whatever the hell we get into, man. 
Well, as as uh, as am I, but what we're going to get into is the uh, the very first thing we pretty much try to open every show with. Hey, you know what? You get to be a part of it now. It's a new week. It's a new drink. Joe, Blake, what are you drinking this week? I got it. Yeah. It's, it's called um, Champion Brewing. It's called Hog Waller Scramble Breakfast Stout Brew with Coffee and Chocolate. And it looks a little, a little something like that. Oh. A little something like delicious. And, <laughs> and it kind of tastes kind of very amazing. I'm glad I made, I made this decision times two. Like I bought two, like just like I looked at the can and I was like, <laughs> my God, that speaks to my soul. And uh, Total Wine always speaks my language when it comes to beers, as, as you found out. Oh, yeah. I'm sure as you found out. So, um, yeah, man, I bought two of these bad boys, but I'm going to drink one tonight and uh, I'm going to save one uh, probably for, for the weekend when I want to get saucy with myself. <laughs> saucy with yourself <laughs> all right my man <laughs> absolutely saucy with myself i deserve to treat myself that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> go for it my man um for me it's not a new beer uh it's another my staple the stone brewery ruination 2.0 um it's just damn good and if you like a good hoppy IPA, but like arrogant bastards, a little too forward for you. And then Stone oh, Ruination yeah. 2.0 is the way to go. And I am an IPA guy. I know I've been talking about adventuring into some more different things, some stouts, some porters, some what have you. And I'll get off my lazy ass and make my run to total wine. But it's so out of the way. <laughs> All I have is a Bevmo that's like on my way anywhere. And those Bevmos are disappointing. Yeah, they're a poor man's total wine. They really are. That's a sad thing. So. <laughs> they are. And that's why they're by me, I guess, right? <laughs> well, you are Riverside Joe for a reason. Damn I right. wasn't even going to say I was going to say that, but I wasn't going to say that. It's a Riverside thing. <laughs> Ooh. Helicopter. Or helicopter. Plane. <laughs> Airplane. What the fuck am I thinking right now? Flying by. Yeah. I barely, bar- bar- I, barely, bar- I barely drink. Anyways. They're, they're stalking me. <laughs> my beer this week I've been saving it for a special occasion um, unfortunately I don't know when that special occasion is coming so we'll just do it with Blake <laughs> on the episode <laughs> you're on vacation buddy yeah I'm on vacation oh I flipped my camera so now I'm all backwards I flipped it so people could read the poster in the back um, Anderson Valley bourbon barrel stout it is a malt beverage stout obviously aged in wild turkey bourbon barrels and I gotta be honest, I'm not sure about it yet. It's kinda bitter. Like very bitter, in a sense. Like like flat bitter. If that's any way to think Not too it. not too bourbony, but bitter. That, that sounds stout. so disappointing. It does. Yeah. I mean it's, like it's me got, and Joe got like some good beers and like yeah. Robert's like yeah. meh. It it's almost it almost has like a, a sour ale flavor to it. <laughs> like a, a sour ale taste. I don't think did that's you, did you forget know. to wash your glass out after last time you had <laughs> I don't put my sour ales in my stout glass, okay? Oh, good man. <laughs> Thou shalt not mix glasses with the wrong beverage eye. Jesus that Christ, MMA Max commandment number five. I think it is, dude. Uh, I don't right know. If, if next, right, if, right next to if thou drinks Bud Light or Coors Light, thou shalt be castrated. And never <laughs> come on the show. Yeah, it's like number one, I think. You should, should be here for the episodes of Grammar to the Max we get into sometimes. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, those are fun. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, shit. Let's just get right down into things right now. Let's just jump right into the deep end of the pool. Let's talk about... Oh. If there was going to be a, 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 like a subtitle for this episode, it would have to be Motown Phenomenal. Because that's basically what Kevin Lee is. 
My man. My <laughs> man, Kevin. Yeah, and know what I was thinking about? And and I'm sure we'll dive into it. Here's the thing about Kevin Lee that's so amazing. Everybody want to talk about like Edson Barbosa, make him do the stinky leg. But here's the thing about Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa can still get taken down when somebody's doing the stinky leg and Dougie at the same time. Like that's how bad his takedown defense is. Like I don't think anybody's talked about like if you're halfway unconscious and you can still take down somebody, like, my dude, somebody needs to tell this man like somebody needs to help this man like seriously like work on his takedown defense. Yeah. Like that oh, should yeah. not, that should never happen, right? Like never, <laughs> well, never, never. Barbosa actually doesn't have shitty takedown defense if he can get an underhook. That, that's that's where he's real good at. He's got good strong. He can get up and get an underhook. But yeah, if somebody's if, if somebody's sprinting down Queer Street like Lee was, you shouldn't. Or you like shouldn't Joe on Saturday nights. Well, like what, no, and what ended up happening was is he stuffed it and tried to go for a Dars, and then Kevin Lee used chain wrestling in his half conscious yep. state and still took him down. Like that's how good of a wrestler. Oh my god! <laughs> that was the uh, that was the longest stanky leg I think I've seen in MMA. Man, he just oh, so would not though. go down. <laughs> and I felt so bad because if you rewatch the replay, like he kind of like stepped and like rolled his ankle, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it was like so loose, like it might not have hurt him. It's kind of like when you're drunk and like. You roll your ankle, but you don't. But like, if you were not drunk, you roll your ankle, and it would really hurt because like your whole body's like tight. Yeah. So it might that might have been as a benefit to him, but damn, like that was uh, not to not to go too too far for, but damn, that was some, you know, some shit. Somebody needs to help Edson. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think the UFC owes I think the UFC owes Edson a lot of like like goodwill and favors after these last two fights. They they. they Jesus, man! Habib, kind of thrown Habib, to the wolves. Yeah, Habib and Lee back to back—that's absolutely ridiculous. Like that's Jesus, man. Edison Barbosa, that poor guy he needs to take about six to seven months off, reevaluate oh. his career. Well, <laughs> they, they, Disneyland, they yeah, Disneyland strikers. You know what I mean? Give him a couple strikers that he can play with that he doesn't get taken down and beat up. Because yeah, he's he's fought nothing but beasts. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, give him give him something to get his like, confidence who? back up. Who, who do you think that would be? That Al Quinto. I mean, him and I Quinto yeah, be good. I, I mean, I like it. Yeah, Al doesn't have like the uh, the take that. I mean, the takedowns of Ali or or a Khabib that's gonna trouble him too much. So yeah, that, I like that. I mean, I'm also down for a Barbosa versus uh, Gaethje. <laughs> so, ooh, that would be sexy. That'd be a that fun would be interesting. Fight. That would be really interesting, but I don't. I don't know what what Gaethje, He needs to, someone needs some time off. That guy needs some time off. Man. He needs. He needs like so eight years off. Like that guy yeah. has been through war. <laughs> Barbosa yeah. needs time off too. So, I mean, I think the timeline might match up here. So, and, and like the interesting thing about it is both of those guys are the type of fighters that will that will push him back. So that makes it an interesting dynamic. So then Edson has to find a way to reverse the pushback and sort of counter that like similar like he did with like Benil Dariush you know like kind of counter the forward movement and find like what works like that's what's going to be his key to winning either one of those fights because both those guys don't give no fucks like they'll just go forward and like, yeah they'll fuck you up if they can so that's that I'm already thinking about it in my head I'm like I'm already breaking down like <laughs> damn boy like that fight would be that fight would be nice either one either one would be nice I'm not mad at either one yeah, I, I just I wanted I don't want to see Gaethje for a while. I, I think um, I think Ikenta would be a good one. He's got he's got the right ranking. Uh, Edson Barbosa's ranked high enough to where it should be a gimme, but no one's a gimme, you know, especially not Ikenta. No. So I, I just I just like I think they'll I think they'll throw hands 
You get the flashy, fancy kind of spinning kicks and whatnot from Edson Barbosa. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, and then you get then you get Gaethje, uh taking him and just doing nothing with his wrestling. Just keep getting hit and hit and hit and hit. <laughs> yeah, not taking him down. Yeah, exactly. Give him an NCAA wrestler that doesn't take you down. That never takes you down. Yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh... <laughs> either either way though, I'd love to see all that and the Kevin Lee man. I, I want I want the best for that kid, man. That kid is he's good. That kid is some special man. Like I, really and I knew good. I thought he would do really well in this fight because like he was doing really well in Tony Ferguson fight. Like yeah, the yeah. only reason Tony Ferguson wins because of his his great slick submission skills and patience. And like you only learn that by fighting everyone in the lightweight division, right? So like. I don't know, man. Like, I think people like kind of knocked Kevin Lee for losing that fight, and uh, you know, and he obviously he has a little bit to work on when it comes to his weight management. But man, the the, the kid, the kid's really good. I'm really high on Kevin Lee, man. I, I just want the best from him. I don't know what that is next. Maybe, maybe him Poirier. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I I, I personally think that uh, I think staff had a lot to do with Kevin Lee losing that Ferguson fight. I mean, he had him mounted. I mean, I'm not, that's not to take anything away from Ferguson's ground game and his slick, uh, slick uh, off the back skills with his jujitsu, but I, I want I want to see that one ran back. I really do. With a, a healthy Lee, I mean, you obviously everybody saw the the, the weight cut issues and obviously saw the uh, the staff, the giant staff on his back or no, it was on his chest. His chest, yeah, on his chest, right on left his chest. yeah, right there on the chest. It's like. Yeah, that I think that fight definitely needs to be ran back. I personally think Lee beats Ferguson in the rematch if he's healthy. I don't. I do. I absolutely do. I don't. But I think that Lee is great. I think Lee can beat someone else, though. I think he can beat Khabib. I do too. I do too. <laughs> That's too much for me to say. His, I don't think anybody beats Khabib. His his stand up is. It's just I, I think leaps and bounds above, yeah. yeah, above what uh, Khabib does. I just the, the only thing that I'm teetering on is I have to go back and watch some more film. I don't know how good Kevin Lee's defensive wrestling is, how that's going to hold up. But if he's half as good of a defensive wrestler as he is an offensive wrestler, then I think he takes a fight because he has a higher takedown percentage himself than Khabib does. Khabib gets stuffed a little more often than you think. He's just above like. 56 57 percent somewhere around there in his takedowns i think lee is upwards of 70 somewhere like that on his takedown so i'm just trying to look at these things i think kevin lee beats him on the feet and the reason that khabib like does so well with takedowns like people want to forget it's not because he's got the first takedown or the second takedown or even the third takedown it's all the chain wrestling he goes back Mm -hmm. and it's like a an abcd and he goes down A, B, C, and then he'll go back up to C and D. And if C and D doesn't work, like he'll – and that's that's what makes him so dangerous. So it's not if Kevin Lee can stuff it. It's how long can he stuff it? And, yeah. like, can he fend it off just long enough to get away from the cage and, like, then and then try to take Khabib down? Like, that, I, I, I agree, man. Like, that's – it's super interesting to think about. I don't know if we're there yet, but it's super interesting to think about if, if and when it plays out. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be a great fight. I think it would be, like you say, a wrestling match that would be. It will be determined based on the stand-up. I think the wrestling will be somewhat of a stalemate. Um, I don't know how good Kevin Lee is off his back. Most wrestlers aren't. Uh, I can imagine Habib isn't very good off of his back either. So he won't he ever be there. Down, so. <laughs> so, that's, I'm sorry. That's, I'm still. I'm still. You know. I'm still on the Khabib train. I still think it's Habib time. I really do. I. I 
here's the thing. You can say on paper or just looking at every fight and say this person has this over Khabib, this person has this over Khabib, this person can match Khabib. But in like every single one of his opponents say, you know, said after the fight, like, it's it, not until you get in there with him do you realize just how good this guy is. Like, you're seeing what, I, I honestly believe you're seeing what he allows you to see. He doesn't need phenomenal striking. He, his, he, can, he can light you up when he wants to. You can see that. He, he was tagging Edson Barbosa. I mean, he really well, was. I'm gonna play. jab, and I yeah. he's got a great jab because he yeah. throws it from down low. You don't see it coming. It's fast. It it's hard. He's got a I'm good jab. I'm gonna play jab. devil's advocate for Khabib. Like, I, I I was I knew who would win the fight. I was I was going for Quinta, but like I knew Khabib would win the fight for sure. Like it was never a question. I never wanted to like psych myself out. But imagine like that was him fighting somebody and somebody fighting him on one day's notice, right? Yep. Like yeah. no preparation. All instinct, and like that might have been part of the reason why he looks so shitty. Like, and 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 not to say he didn't win. Like, a, I thought he won like four rounds. I thought he lost one for sure. But like, it's not to say like why he didn't look as well as we would have expected him to. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a large part to do with the reason. And I don't know like who's really talking about that. Like, right? Like one day preparation for any fighter. Like, yeah, and bro. He, like and that's he, asking yeah. a lot. And he still. You know, if that's that's what I try to say to people before, like if that's shitty Khabib, that's a sh- that shitty Khabib one fifty forty three. Yeah, <laughs> right. That shitty Khabib is I mean, still ridiculously good. I think, right. I, yeah, I think everybody should be happy that I I Quinta didn't fight a well prepared, super healthy Khabib because he might be dead. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know that's been, hyperbole, yeah, it been but completely different. It could have been completely. It could have been the same. It could have been the same, but it could have been completely mm-hmm. different. That's fair. Khabib's not finishing tons of people. He he, he chooses to grind them out. He says so. Um, and I believe it when he says he chooses to do it. I, I do. I do. <laughs> he had so many openings to just smash on Al in the second round or choke him out. And he just refused to do it. He didn't like. It, he didn't want to hurt him for taking the fight. That's. But you know, yeah, that's this... something I noticed with Lee too. Lee had opportunities when he was in Mountain Barbosa was shrimping and rolling to to transition to back control, but instead he chose. To just stay on top of the ground and pound. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was intentional or maybe he knows something. I'd have to, again, I'd go back and look at film. Does does Barbosa have great um, naked choke defense? So he didn't want to burn himself out. I don't think he does. I don't remember. Barbosa doesn't have really ever great showing any defense. Any kind of defense when it comes to jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he did a he did a good job of, of, of getting back into half guard often, uh, working to guard. Oh, yeah, back. that's, that's did, basic week one stuff. Yeah, he did a good job with that. He didn't get. He got he got completely shut out. He got shut out. <laughs> yeah, this is. I just drank some of this water. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling this beer. I might have to get up and change my selection. Oh, is this another clown shoes all over again? No, 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 no. I, 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 I at least drank half of this thing. The clown shoes I dumped after the first drop. Yeah, but the, yeah, that yeah. clown shoes is the worst thing I've ever. Oh my! I, I actually saw that at Total Wine. I walked by it, and uh, Vanessa was like, "Oh look, didn't you have that?" I was like, "Yeah." Fuck that! I knocked the bottle over. Never gonna have it again. <laughs> yeah. Which clown? Which clown shoes was this? The uh, the party one, the uh, the all night party or whatever the hell it was. Uh, the... I don't know. That doesn't sound good. I had I had I bought one this weekend. Clown shoes. It was their breakfast Mexican breakfast out. Oh no! I had and... the uh, like the undead party or some shit. Whatever that uh, was. That didn't even that didn't even sound remotely good. Um, I was, but I was no, the one I had, the one I had was amazing. <laughs> well, I don't, see. You know, I talk about you know trying these new beers, and you guys talk about all those clown shoes and. Whatever stout oatmeal barrel aged wild turkey urine fucking 
brewed in <laughs> someone's bathtub of some gin house back in Tennessee. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I know is good. Stone Ruination 2.0. Stone Ruination for the hot seat. And this is why I call you the insanely average Riverside Joe. <laughs> We're not talking about my nude skills you're here. You're basic. All right? You are a basic bitch when it comes oh, to beer. Oh, you're calling me a basic bitch when it comes to beer. <laughs> you know what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> you're clown shoes. You're all fucking clown shoes. <laughs> Sipping that hater hate. All right, Riverside That's Joe. Right. We hear you. Damn, we hear you, bro. No, I definitely yeah. got some IPAs. I got some. Uh, I got some Hatch Chili IPA just cooling off in the fridge right now. Oh, that sounds spicy. From, from Garage Brewing. You know, I, I had I had an IPA last week. It was uh, an, it's called Aloha Sculpin from Ballast Point, and so it's basically like I don't know if you've had the Grapefruit Sculpin yeah, or yeah. like the. Yeah. Okay, it's like that except better, and I'm not even an IPA fan. It's got like notes of like pineapple and like Hawaiian fruit. I don't even know what the fuck Hawaiian fruit is, but it's got like <laughs> tropic fruit and shit. Well, it's got pineapple. It's got and air, 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 all that shit, all that motherfucking shit, all that tropical shit. Like it tastes Coconut. like tropic fruit <laughs> with like the IPA ness of like grapefruit skull. It's fucking amazing. So yeah. if you get a chance to go get it. For sure, shot. go do it. Watermelon, and then cantaloupe, apples, orange. See, I can name fruits off too, Joe. Let the man talk. <laughs> Sorry. That haterade don't let him do nothing. <laughs> That's right. I'm, Joe. I'm a guest. <laughs> oh, oh, no. well, let's jump in real quick. To the, let's get to the uh, the co-main event. I this love co- it, man. This co-main event had a lot of controversies around it just because of the quick turnaround of Frankie Edgar. But mm-hmm. as usual, aside from, you know, the Ortega fight, Frankie shut everybody up again and did what most of us expect him to do, which is dominate Cub Swanson again. Um just without the finish since it's always three only three rounds. But what'd you what'd you think about Frankie's performance after just six weeks since the uh, his first knockout loss in his career? Well, I don't know who are you asking me or Riverside Joe? I'll ask whoever Let's go to the guest. Guest <laughs> first since I was being such a rude ass name of fruit. <laughs> uh it was funny, man. I, I, I had like sort of a small vested interest in this fight because I saw the first fight live when it was here in Austin. And it's funny, again, the co main event and he was the main event this time was Edson Barbosa and Bobby Green. So I remember watching that fight, man, and like it just it brought back memories watching this fight because like I said it and that, like he just kind of Cub could do like and it was funny, man. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, for the boxing fans and people who are not if you're not a boxing fan, pay, don't pay attention to this part. Like just for sure, drink your beer real quick and shut <laughs> up. Or if you're a boxing fan, you'll. You'll appreciate this. There was a fight this weekend. It was Gervonta Davis and Jose Cuellar, and it started off. It went two rounds because Gervonta Davis knocked him out because he's amazing. But it started off the first minute with Jose Cuellar backing up Gervonta Davis and uh, or Jesus Cuellar, sorry. And and um, it, it started off with him backing him up, and that's exactly what happened. Like in like the first two rounds, like Cub was backing up Frankie until Frankie figured out like, okay. This is what I need to do to when I back up to circle around and get the better of coming forward and angling forward. And this is when this is when Cubs not going to attack, like just figuring out little things Mm -hmm. to where it reverses the momentum of what the other person thinks that they're doing. And when you do that, like it shatters the person's confidence and then they kind of stop throwing and they don't know what the fuck to do, which is exactly what Cub kind of. What kind, what kind of happened to Cub? Like, he would he would have moments where it was just kind of stale, and you're like, are you ever going to throw anything? You're just going to kind of circle and kind of faint. He couldn't figure out what the fuck to do. And so, like, 
I don't, I don't know. I honestly just feel like sometimes fighters have other fighters' numbers and they can see and they can get in the fighter's head without them having to talk shit, without them having to do anything, just by displaying their skills inside of the ring and shutting down whatever somebody else thinks that they're prepared to do. And, like, that's Frankie for Cub, no matter, like, if it's night or day. Like, I actually chose Cub just kind of based on, like, I, I, Frankie Frankie kind of scared me in that last fight. Like, when when somebody scares you, it's not that I didn't think Frankie didn't have skills, but just, like, when somebody scares you like that, like, and, and you're like, damn, like, they can get kind of, like, just, just tap twice, like, that early, it's kind of scary, right? Like, it kind of gives you, like, damn, do they still need to be doing this? Obviously, Frankie still has business to still be doing this, but... And, and he shut he shut me up, but like it was amazing to kind of see that display of his skill. It was just so super reminiscent of the first fight, man. Well, what I noticed that was different was uh, Cubs' lack of of throwing first or, or lack of of trying to get off first. Because what he noticed last time was he'd go for the power punch, he'd go for the shot, and he'd get timed just about every every single time. He would get timed and taken down, and he could do nothing to get back up. So it looked to me like he was trying to, to find a place to counter to and he was using feints and whatnot to try to get Frankie to come in so he could counter off that instead of committing and going forward with his aggressive combos and getting taken down again. It seems like he was trying to play the, the matador and, and make Frankie the bull. But yeah. like you were stating out perfectly, Frankie, he'll be the matador if he wants to and you're not going to change that. And I just I, I saw that the Cub was apprehensive to fire too much, too heavy, too much, too heavy, or or counter, and it just it was a fun fight. But you know, it just yeah, like you say, I think Cub and Frankie just don't they don't make good music. I, th- I think Cub and a, all the top contenders right now don't make good music. Personally, I mean, I just I yeah. think I think Cub's done as a top contender. He's never going to get that title shot. And to be honest, there's not a lot of forty uh, fivers, especially in the top ten. I would pick him against. It's just. He's come to that point in his career, in my opinion. It's it's sad. One of my favorites, but he's just he's. I think he's completely he's gatekeeper status for sure. That that's 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 pretty much it. He's not getting any farther. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, gatekeeper status sounds about right. You can look at the. Um, I'd say a gatekeeper for like top five, like top seven or top ten. Yeah, right? like, I think that's kind of fair enough. Like not like gatekeeper to come into UFC, but like if you want to be a top guy, this is the guy you got to beat. And that's why he beats all those other schmucks like Artem yeah. Lobov and like you know. Um, well, everybody who was beats that, Artem. That one kid. <laughs> I got a 50-50 chance of beating Artem Lobov, dude. Come on. <laughs> but who's the other guy he beat? Like, uh, didn't he beat the uh, Anato Morcano or some shit like that? Uh, I'm trying to think. There was somebody or- else. He Ortega's beat the only person that beat Morcano, and I was actually going to bring it up that I think Morcano and uh, should, you know, take out Cub next and break into that that top yeah, of the he, division. Yeah, he, he like can super do that. I'm, I, I was just trying to think of like all the little fuckers that he beat along the way, little Japanese people and shit, and that little Asian super boy oh, who's not beat, a fighter. Oh, yeah, do do uh, do Ho Choi, yeah, that's yeah. 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 So and then we kind of we kind of figured out either. who that kid is. Well, if you yeah. look at if you look at the the top I still top, think that kid's got some some talent. So I, I think I when think he'll come, be there. when he come back. When he come back, yeah, maybe, but like yeah. we need to see that. Yeah, he's about to get shipped off to uh, military. So <laughs> yeah, two years service. So the the fifteen through ten in in featherweight: Miles Jury, Duho Choi, Zabit Magomedsharipov, Merced Beptik, Yair Rodriguez, and Darren Elkins. That's fifteen through ten. I, I think I every single pick, one of those give Cub trouble. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even pick Cub against any of those guys, to be honest. Duho Choi, obviously, we saw how that one went. That was a great fight. Yeah. Um, 
Miles Jury, he's been a little off lately, but yeah, I mean, obviously Zabit, Merced Bektik, Yair Rodriguez, Darren Elkins, right? Uh, that's that's just the top fifteen. So I love right, Matt. If you want Cub to die, give him those guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, but that's just it. Like featherweight's so stacked. He needs it's to so fight stacked. outside the top. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Top 15. He's got to get a couple more wins under his belt and then go after whoever's number 13 at that point. You know, that's, I think he's got to get a couple W's under him because maybe maybe you think, think he's regretting this and maybe he should have went off and signed with Bellator because <laughs> then because then Pitbull could have killed would, him first. Or... Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> Pitbull would be the only one who's really good. Oh, there's a couple of guys in Bellator 45 that could give him. I was going to say I would pick I pick Strauss, I pick Pitbull. Well, Strauss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Strauss is oh my good. God. I, I just can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I just he's. I, I think he's done. Did Pico go to 45 now too? Yeah. Or is Pico still fifty? Yeah. So Pico. I I'd mean, probably yeah. pick Pico over him too. I, I, that kid's a beast. I, well, I would, oh my god. That kid's a hate is real for Pico. Pico. Leave him it's alone. It's not the hate. No, I just think he's done. He's a top guy, but dude. Pico's a beast. Pico is a beast. I think that kid's going to be something, know, man. Know. Oh hell yeah. But uh, so, right. what about Edgar? He says he wants the winner of Ortega and Holloway. Do you just not risk it and yes, try to get either you know the ho- the Ortega rematch or the Holloway fight we've all been we all wanted? Do you just have Frankie uh, win? Fucking do it! Yeah, all fucking right. do it! Finally, <laughs> fucking he's, do he's it! He's earned it. He's earned it. Give him he the chance. Shouldn't have taken that. Or- be, shouldn't yeah. have taken that Ortega fight. He came back. He beat Cub. Okay, good. You got a W. You can fight for the belt off a of W. You're Frankie motherfucking Edgar. Yeah. Well, you, well, you did us a solid time. last time by fighting Brian Ortega, right? Yes. Yeah, and then you came card. back and, and came on this card and you made it exciting. Like, fine, fine. We'll fucking give you a title shot. Like, who, who the who fuck cares? cares? Like, there's some, yeah, there's somebody else anyway. So shut up, Frankie. Let's, we'll, yeah. let's we'll give you a title if, shot. If anybody on the main yeah. roster deserves the option, like, or the opportunity fuck to try to Frankie. become the, uh, the, you know, a dual division champion, it's Frankie. <laughs> it's, I mean, he Frankie, has defended belts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's got that. <laughs> got that on him. Well, shit. Let's move on. I'm gonna. I'm kind of going in the order of the fights, but I don't want to skip to this next fight because I know uh, Blake was really happy about this result. David Branch knocking out Tiago Santos, which is ah, something I didn't boy. see coming. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I called it. I said David. David Branch would beat this. This Tiago Santos. Like if it was in WSOF, this is the type of guys that David Branch would beat fucking easy like he would just he just hand him a fucking loss and that's exactly what the fuck happened like it, and and i think everybody wants to forget like how good starting off like he looked against luke rockhold like and it was kind of weird that christoph jaco fight but I remember like that was his first fight in ufc let's kind of give him the benefit of the doubt like i think benefit of the doubt and i think the caliber of fighters that sometimes gets lost and yeah. like 
the whole like big picture. David Branch is a great fighter. Like, can he be a title contender? Maybe not, but like he's gonna beat good guys that we think he maybe can't beat, and he's gonna make it tough for the guys that he that he does fight. Like he gave Luke Rockhold all he could handle on round one, whether he lost or not. Like he's still a good, and that's the type of round that I thought uh, Diago Santos was not gonna get out of, and he didn't fucking get out of it. So. <laughs> I, I'm a huge David Branch fan. I have been since WSOF, so I'm I'm excited to see him get a nice signature win like this, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought Branch would win this fight, but just the way he did, I I mean, I personally thought it would be Branch winning by uh, by decision. Uh, yeah, by decision or maybe submission. <laughs> so I did not see him Ooh. catching. Uh, or I did okay. not. I did not see him catching. Uh, that uh, what did, what did he hit him with uh, the right hook on the uh, yeah when uh Santos was trying to circle out. I didn't see that happening. So, yeah, but it was amazing. It wasn't even, like they said on the broadcast, it didn't even look like that hard of a punch. <laughs> it was just right hit him on the, the right button. spot, man. Yeah. So hats yeah, off to yeah, him, Yeah, just the right great. spot. Hats off to him. Yeah, I just I just like Tiago Santos because he's got a big tattoo of uh, Meow Mew right there on his chest. <laughs> little, he, he, he looks like a Norris god, right? So I figure it would make all the sense in the world. Speaking you know? of Norris god. I've been playing no, God of War recently. Uh, I don't yeah. even know what that means. I've been playing God that. of War recently since it came out on Friday. And that, that's as soon as we get off this broadcast, I'm jumping back on my <laughs> PlayStation. So the only reason he took vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the week just kind of worked out that way. <laughs> sure it did, buddy. Sure it did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, so truth un- the truth unveils itself. <laughs> so what do you think is next for Branch then? Obviously, he's going to stay in the top ten. Um, I think he's ranked what, like nine right now? I think something like that. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you do for him? What do you book him, or who do you book him up against? I don't, I don't even know who the fuck's in the top ten. So, <laughs> uh, uh, top ten middleweights. You've got Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Jacare Souza, Luke Rockhold, Chris Chris Weidman, Kelvin Gastelum, Bisbing, Derek Brunson. Number eight, Branch. Nine, Belfort. Ten, Brad Tavares. Uh, I'd like off the top of my head, guys. Off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to Riverside Joe for all the top Dude. of this and freestyling. Um, I like the uh, Branch I, I, versus Tavares, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like Branch Tavares, I like Branch Brunson, and I like Branch uh, Bisping, but we know Bisping's not going to be around for too much longer. But those yeah. three fights, those are all like Branch Weidman. Competitive, too. I, was, competitive, I like Branch Weidman. Competitive fights, right? Like yeah. those are all competitive fights. So I'd like to see those. Yeah, I, I think him versus Weidman, neither of them are booked up right now for a fight. You've got um, Gaslam versus Souza is the next fight in middleweight that I can think of that's uh, being pushed. So let's do David Branch <laughs> versus Chris Weidman. Uh, um, in so. New York City. I'm right. happy with that. <laughs> Sean, Sean Shelby, you're welcome once again. Um, commission checks can be sent to uh, Riverside, care of Riverside Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm getting really sick of booking fights on this show, only to turn around like four weeks later and see that the fight's been booked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're paying attention. Bastards. That means they're paying attention. Everybody is. All five of them. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones watching. All five of those people. Um, as long as one of them's Sean Shelby, that's important. <laughs> right. Sean Shelby. Mick Maynard doesn't watch anymore. I think I may have offended him. <laughs> he probably he's probably watching because all the times we had a. Uh, the short shorty. Had shorty on and all that, and we're talking shit about them. And they're like, let's see what these oh, guys yeah. are saying now. <laughs> funny, fa- I want to throw a funny fact out there. So I just got a, a, a started a new job this month, right? And my boss, she she's done a lot of shit, and she's really fucking cool. But we really connect because she worked 
for the UFC as like VP of like I don't know what the fuck from like 2010 to 2014. So she was just like telling me like stories with like her and fucking like Condit, and, like her and like fighters, and her and Dana, and like being in like Australia when they would go, like. And then she, when the whole Connor thing happened, she was like, "Yeah, fucking Sean Shelby called me, and he was with fucking um, who was the guy, Michael Chiesa." She's like, "I talked to Michael, like he was so fucking pissed." Like I was just like, "Oh my!" I'm like, Can you, get, "You think Mick or Sean wants to come on the show?" And, and she just laughs. And she just like laughs, she, and she never gave me a yes or no. So I don't know what that means, but I think it was a hard no. <laughs> the laugh. <laughs> didn't say no. I feel like a I feel like a soft no. Yeah, I feel like a soft no. Like a soft maybe. Like a so hard. You're saying maybe. there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying there's yeah. a chance. I like I like your insistence on, but she didn't say no, Joe. Yeah, it's like Listen, I'm positive. That's been I, used, I'm a pretty positive guy. How many times have you used that, Joe? But she didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> so i put the pill in her drink yep. anyways um yeah. she didn't say not to she was asleep she didn't tell me stop <laughs> next fight please yeah, awful. Uh, <laughs> awful well speaking of i'm not even gonna go there anyways Aljamain sterling <laughs> comes back from the knockout lost to marlon marice looked impressive looked absolutely phenomenal impressive impressive taking the o away from brett johns um is he still considered overrated, or is he just rated now? <laughs> just, he's just rated. I feel like rated. Like, okay, hmm. you, beat, you beat a guy that's up and coming. Good for you. Yeah. Who else can you beat? Not Marlon Rice. Right. Not Marlon Rice. <laughs> not, not Brian uh, Caraway. Not Caraway. Um, even though I wouldn't mind seeing that one run back again. Not Jimmy Rivera. Not a Sun Sal. He called out the Dominator. Dominic Cruz. What do you think I'd about that okay call? With it. I'd be okay with it. That I'd like I'd be to see. Okay with seeing him lose to Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Or if, if, or if he beats Dominic, or if Cruz. he beats Cruz because Cruz is like completely just done and just you know he just doesn't have it anymore. Then it's a nice step for Aljamain Sterling. I'm not going to pick Sterling because I think Cruz does work him. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's we'll see. I mean, there's there's just many ways you can go with that fight. So. Yeah, I, I I like the call out. I like how he did it. You know, he wasn't a jerk about it. He says, you know, as things move on, the um, what what word did he use? I don't know your idols become your foes or something like that. And I'm like, all right, that's a good way to go. I appreciate you. I looked up to you. Now it's time for us to bang. Speaking of call outs, can I can I just call the next fight real quick? That I Jim Miller, Dan Hooker. Come on, call, man. Dan, took, Dan Hooker took, calling you out. You took my other? segue. <laughs> 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 it's like we. We were connected here, man. I was about to, I was gonna say. The, speaking of callouts, yeah, but hey, you know what? It's all right. <laughs> you're the, you're that's, the when, pro- that's what happens when you get two podcast hosts in a room. And yeah, then, you're the you're the professional uh, though. You've been doing it a lot longer than me, so. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that, and I thought Dan Hooker would like super beat like Jim Miller, and like he looked amazing, and like mm-hmm. Jim Miller, man, got that sickle cell or Lyme disease or whatever the fuck flea disease he got, like. I don't know. I don't know how well it's going to affect him in these later years, man. But, like, Dan Hooker, what an amazing win. And what an amazing call-out. And what an amazing fight. If we get, to, if we actually get to see him at Paul Fett, I think that'd be a great fight. That'd I like be it. a great fight at lightweight. I, 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 I 
tend to think Paul Felder wasn't too keen on the fight, though, because I just think he wanted somebody a little higher ranked. He even said, well, if, you know, Sean, or uh, what do you say, Sean Shelby McManard? He's like, yeah. well, yeah, McManor wants to, uh, if that's the fight he sends to me, then, um, yeah, we'll do it. I'll I'm sign like, it. Yeah, so I, I don't think he wants it, because, not because he's afraid. Obviously, it's Paul Felder's not afraid. I'm not going to call him afraid. I just think no. he wants somebody higher ranked for his next fight. Uh, but I would love to see Hooker and... Uh, and Felder. I mean, Dan it's, Hooker's it's, a beast it, at lightweight right now. Yeah, I don't think he's afraid of it, but it's a dangerous fight. You have this... It's a lose-lose. Kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of... You beat a guy who's, like, not as ranked as, as that high, and then you lose to a guy who's not ranked as high who's super dangerous. So it's like, the fuck? What the fuck? But, like, <laughs> if there's enough, like, peer pressure from, like, fans, like, if they keep calling out for it, like, you kind of backed into a corner then because you said it on TV, like, you'd be okay with taking the fight. So it's just yeah. like... And, it's all lose. And it's MMA all the Max situation. is calling for the fight, so he has to take it now. That means Once again, he's going to get signed in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. He has to. I mean, I mean, not, not just any podcast gets a shirt worn around at Disneyland, all right? Just <laughs> no, that's a very special thing worn by a very special boy. Speaking of Disneyland, for the next 30 minutes of the show, I'm going to tell you guys about my trip. So... From the very start of Saturday morning. Checking out. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Robert, i got to go. Uh, <laughs> no, the, overall, man, it was an awesome card. The main card was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. It's just it's starting to become like some, some of the better shows here. Uh, they're free And then that, that kid, Justin Willis, that Justin Willis kid looks super good against Chase Sherman, man. I mean, he you should. Did? A lot of people, I think a lot of people slept on somebody like him just because of his height and everything in the heavyweight division. But he's Daniel Cormier's main t- uh, training partner. For wrestling right. and everything, so yeah, dude. And I think the thing that like where everybody like I kind of expected him to like get a knockout, like maybe a second I round. I did too. And, and but like the thing is though, like we all forget, like kind of Chase Sherman's is a bit durable, man. Like even if you remember that fight where he fought Justin Ledet, Justin Ledet was piecing him up one and two, one and two. It was just literally a jab mm-hmm. fest and a one two fest. Yeah. And Chase Sherman just kind of just kind of ate it all and like kind of was very durable about it. So like, shouts to to Chase Sherman's chin. But it, it, right, like that, you got to give him some course. One, one day it's gonna crack. He's, he's a bloated Gaethje. Well, you know, we're not gonna go there. But like it's he got because he got knocked down. Like that was in the first round. Like that was, oh my god, moment. Right, but yeah. like you know, he, he's very, very durable, and he's he was the right opponent that you need to see Justin Willis go all three rounds with. Very tough, and uh, whatever they do with Justin Willis next, I'm excited to watch this kid, man. But um, I wouldn't you mind know. Willis and Ledet. <laughs> <laughs> Since you brought uh, him up, Ledet's going. I I, w- I wouldn't mind it, but Ledet's going down two hundred five. Is he going down two hundred five? Mm-hmm. Oh well, then never mind. <laughs> that. But I'd love to see that fight. I'd love to see that fight, man. But on that note, um, you know, Robert, that's uh, I gotta I gotta be off and doing some things. You gotta do your thing. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple things to do, man. But I'm excited to have gone over the main card with you, and I'm excited to have been on here and. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be back, man. I hope everybody tunes in for the next few episodes of uh, of Loaded Joe's MMA, and uh, I'll be I'll be coming back, man, and uh, be doing more content, and uh, hopefully be back on here again more for sooner sure. than later. Yes, oh yeah, for sure. So but that, before you go, why don't you plug your stuff real quick? <laughs> I will, man. But I, you know, I'm excited to come back so that way Joe can tell me all about the tropical fruits and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody, go check us out, man. Uh, Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher. Um, you know, tune in Google Play, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I want to shout out 
um, particularly uh, two segments of people. One is the sponsors that have been sticking with me since I haven't been making like personal content. Um, of course, that's Ruviano International, R-U-F-F-I-A-N-O International. And they do great metal work and uh, uh, custom leather work. And uh, maybe look out for some, some custom leather-loaded Joe's coasters. I don't know. I like leather coasters, and I like them to say loaded Joe's. So well, let's take a look out for that in the future, man. Um, of course, Zenso, UFC uh, Jim South Austin. That's where I've been going to, and those guys have been holding me down since, since I've been going there and uh, kind of making myself better. Uh, and, and, and just, you know, shout-outs to, to everybody else, man, all the, all the, all the players like yourself, um, Kyle Steele, uh, Jeff from Average Joes, um, Aaron Weinbaum, uh, <clears throat> just uh, so many other people from the MMA podcast scene that reached out to me while, while I was away and kind of, um, you know, just, just getting getting right, man. Getting mentally better and, and, and coming back, man. And uh, now that I'm here, I'm excited to be here. Um, and I'm sure the ladies are excited to, that I'm back in, in their life. And, and, uh, I don't know, my Joe, hair's are you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I happen to be a man. Well, uh, yeah, yeah it's all full, Joe. Um, but... <laughs> I just thought we were a hairy woman from like Germany or something, but um, <laughs> I, I want to thank I want to thank you guys for for, <laughs> for having me on, man. And uh, uh, let's let's fucking do this again. I'll, oh, I'll yeah, grab another sure. beer and we'll we'll maybe we'll all sync up with the beers that way we can all kind of get loaded together, man. But thank you so much for having me on. All right, man. Thanks take care. Have us. a good night. Appreciate it. All right, y'all too. Peace. All right. You and I. Yeah. Now dun, we got to. Now we're gonna just. Uh, edit everything up but yeah no it was a great card man um you want to talk about some of the uh, prelims yeah um especially uh one in particular with the most ridiculous result i've ever seen i'm not Mir a fan of it Bab rick simon's fucking bullshit yeah the ricky simone and marab davashli fight uh which yeah. was just the weirdest finish i mean <sighs> marab was on his way to his first ufc victory and was, I mean, let's be fair. He went, he got knocked out when he went for the slam, the takedown. He hit his head. You saw his legs go limp. But yeah. But it wasn't stopped, and he still came through. And he was kicking the entire time leading up to the, the bell. And then once the bell ended, or the bell sounded, he wasn't even out. He tried no, to get like up. No, so he sat up too quickly and, and got lightheaded. Yeah, but he was yeah, but he was never he wasn't out. He wasn't choked out. He may have knocked Correct. himself out on the takedown, but he wasn't choked out. So how they called it a technical well, TKO, but it's been switched now to a technical submission at five minutes of the third round. I, I just don't get it. He he was robbed of a decision in my mind. I agree with you and and the ruling on it the way I understand it to be is that let's say that happened in between the second and third round or first and second round. So the guy's fighting and off, fighting off. He's good, and then he goes to get up and collapses and passes out. The fight's over. So because it, it had basically been that way, but it was the third round, it still counts that way as him unable to walk to his corner. Even though you see guys at the end but of the, the third round or whatever, over. Just lay this there. isn't in yeah. between rounds. That's what I don't get. I, I, I mean. agree. I agree with you, but that's that's the way that it, it, I understood what Mark Goddard was was explaining in it. That's my understanding of it all. I don't think that's right. I don't know if that's right within the rules. If it is, the rules are wrong. I, yeah, I, I think that's wrong to take a, take away a victory like that for somebody. Um, just because, I, I he wasn't out. If he was, I don't know. 
He I sat mean, up and went back down. They, they tried to they tried to head. quote the uh, Matt Hughes Carlos Newton fight as you know precedence for this, but that was different. The round didn't end. The fight didn't end. It ended because yeah, one of them was it. knocked out. It was a stoppage. <laughs> it's it's yeah, way exactly. different. The, the Matt Hughes Carlos Newton one. Matt Hughes had him up on his neck and shoulders because Newton had Hughes in the triangle, mm-hmm. and he went and he slammed him down, and that's when Newton went out, and that's when I think it was Big John went in to stop the fight. Not yeah. realizing that Matt Hughes was, didn't really slam Newton he down. Was he choked out. passed out. But yeah. because he stopped it because of Newton, it's, it's completely different. And they did a piss poor job of trying to compare the two in my mind. I was very yeah, happy with, with a bit of the commentary on that aspect in particular. It was a very piss poor job. Um, yep. So, man. What you got? I don't know. What do we have? What's going on in the MMA news? They, uh, they signed a... Holloway versus Ortega for the uh, co-main event of uh, DC and Stipe. That's the fight week fight. So that's that's looking pretty awesome. Um, that's come. That's gonna be an awesome fight, man. Ortega and Holloway is gonna be sick. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I. I want. Got to go from my boy T City from SoCal, but Max Holloway is just something different, dude. Yeah, there's. He's he's on an absolute tear. I. I don't think Ortega wins this fight. I, 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 th- I don't think he does either. I don't think anyone's going to stop Holloway right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think Holloway's absolutely going to go on a tear in the featherweight division. And, uh, man. So, speaking of uh, Edgar, we were talking about earlier, we totally forgot to mention that Korean Zombie said, called him out. Yeah. And that's another fight that I'd totally be down for. That'd be a fun fight. <laughs> that'd be an amazing that not fight. Be a fun fight. Yeah, that would be an amazing <laughs> fight, man. I, I would be totally down. Korean Zombie, I'm I'm excited to see him come back. I was I've been waiting forever for him to come back from his military service. He he wins knocking out Dennis Bermudez and then mm-hmm. training for his next fight, I forgot who it was, gets injured. Absolutely disappointing, yeah. man. It's been a while since we've seen him. So Can't wait to see him back in there. But okay, real quick, we can let's let's do something here because next week, for everybody that knows or doesn't know, I should say, we got a very special guest coming on. <gasps> Recent fight of the night winner, the UFC, the one, the only, the Doberman, Drew Dober. Oh, <laughs> boom! Drew Dober coming boom. on the show. It'll be about Saturday. Drew Dober. Saturday afternoonish. For us, I don't know if I'm going to go live for the show yet because we haven't gone live on an interview yet, but we probably will. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll figure it so out. Because we're going to do that and we're going to be talking to him for about a good hour or so, let's just talk a couple, little bit about the fights that are going to go down the week after that. The week UFC after two, that. UFC 224. We have the women's bantamweight strap Or I should say two on weeks the line. after that. <laughs> yeah. But let's just talk about that real right. quick. Let's, let's, you know what? Screw that. Let's wait for that May 5th episode then, the week before it. I'm totally off on my dates. Amanda Nunez yeah, versus we'll, Raquel Pennington. We'll wait. Jacare, Jacare, the Crocodile Souza versus Kelvin Gastelum. Mackenzie Dern making her third octagon appearance in as many months. Second. <laughs> Whatever. Seems like she's fighting every other But weekend. no, we, we, we do have this a free week. Cooper. We do have a free week before that uh, that event. So we'll just... We'll just wait to preview the fight then. I don't know what I was talking about. I those, absolutely... those three fights right there, though, are enough to keep people interested. Yeah. Keep them baited on for a minute. But uh, Ponzinibbio got injured, so he's out of the uh, the UFC Chile main event against Kamaru Usman, which is an absolute shame. No, dude, that was going to be such a good fight. Yeah, I'm very upset about that. I, I it was gonna the classic striker versus grappler match, but I mean Ponzinibbio's use of uh, 
distance and footwork might have been I able to <laughs> to hold them off. Um, I don't think they're going to find anybody for uh, for Usman. I don't think they are in, in time. I I think that event's going to go. I don't know, man. Too bad Colby Covington is already booked. I was going to say they booked the Dos Anjos Colby Covington interim welterweight title fight for the co-main event of UFC 225, Whitaker vs. Romero 2. And I absolutely cannot wait because I am excited. I think Dos Anjos pieces him up. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not ready to be up there with those guys, dude. He ruined Star Wars for me, man. I hate him. <laughs> Forget that guy. Uh, to be fair, Lucas ruined Star Wars a long time ago. Um, yeah. Cerrone. No Cowboy idea. Cerrone versus Leon Edwards booked as the main event of a UFC fight night, June 23rd. I'm excited. I am too. I mean, I love Cowboy. I like that he's fighting. He likes to fight a lot. He's fighting a lot again. His last fight, to say the word fight in a lot in one sentence, was quick and easy. He didn't take any damage. Leon Edwards... Um, Cerrone has been allowing himself to be made names off of him. You know what I'm trying to say there? People are making names off of Cerrone. Uh, I and think Leon Edwards think is going to make a name off Cerrone. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's going to happen again. I, I like, I'm like. i high on Leon Edwards. I think he's, yeah. he's going to break the top ten here. So yep. I, I'm not sure if he gets to a title, a title shot, which... I mean, if he keeps improving, I think it's possible. I just don't think it's happening. But, yeah, I'm very high on Leon Edwards, and I think he's going to, yeah, make a name off of Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. And um, I love you, Cerrone, but you have now officially been given the keys to the gate. Ooh, I like, I like how you said that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, well, let's just end this episode. Let's make it a short episode, short, sweet, oh. to the point. I mean, I know it's yeah, a work night. Yeah, I know it's yeah. a work night, so... We'll just uh, it'll be up on YouTube tomorrow and uh, available on all the uh, audio sites for everybody. Um, yes, sir. Plug your social media, man. Well, if you'd like to get a hold of me on Twitter, it is JoeHud45 at JoeHud45. On Instagram, you can reach me at MMA to the Max Joe, and the two, as always, is the number two. The number two, yeah. You sure? Number two. Number two? All right. <laughs> if you want to find Dos. me on Twitter, it's at It's Rock Robster. Find me on Instagram at MMA to the Max Rob. Find the show on Twitter at MMA to the Max Show. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max Podcast. I want to thank our guest, Blake Stevenson of the Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast, for showing up. Man, can't wait for him to start recording good material. Good show. If you haven't uh, listened be- yes, uh, to the show yet, go ahead and definitely check it out. He's the man we thank for the. Uh, basically helping improve his podcast as much as possible. Uh, he's the one giving me all the ideas for video and overlays and shit. Um, I want to thank our Beers of the Week companies. Um, thank you, Stone. Yeah, thank you, Anderson Valley. And uh, I forgot the, I think it's something brewing <laughs> for Blake. Whoa. Yeah. Um, that would be yeah. easy to find. Just type yeah. in Just something brewing. brewing. Just type in something brewing. Yeah. Brewing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. As always, if you want to find any of our episodes, uh, at our website, definitely go check out w2mnet.com. That is our parent website. That's parent, the website, one of the websites I own. And, uh, well, I'm part owning ownership, I guess I should say. But definitely check it out. That's w2mnet.com. Um, you can find anything from MMA, football, baseball, basketball, all that good stuff. Video games, wrestling, 
movies, television, all the good stuff. Mike Berlon, thanks for joining. Um, we're about to finish, so you're a little late there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just keep going for you, buddy. We'll start it all over again. Yeah, we'll, new beer, new week. All right. Hey, everybody. Week, welcome week. to episode number 38 of Eminem and Max. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, anyways, check us out. Hey, this Saturday, Drew Dober. Make sure to check it out. Can't wait. All right. And on that note, I am your host, Robert Taylor. This is for Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. This has been MMA and the Max. We'll see you next week. See ya. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. 